It's just after 5 o'clock, and you are tuned in to KZMU Moab Community Radio. I'm Molly, your host of This Week in Moab for this next hour, and I have a guest already in the studio with me. Hello, August. Hello. August, do you mind introducing yourself for the listeners? Because they might know you from different your different hats in the community, but uh, tell us your main, main hat. Sure, yeah. I'm August Granith. I'm the Economic Development Director for... Uh, Grand County, Utah. You're here to, of course, talk about uh, Grand County's Economic Development Department. Um, there's been some big things that the department has done recently, mainly the Business Summit, which I feel like just happened. Is that, is that am I correct? Uh, we are closing in on two months uh, since that happened. So it was February 7th. Um, <laughs> time is relative. To time me. is relative. But yeah, it was a great time. We had about 150 people um, at the Hoodoo uh, the first time in two years. Um, obviously, there's a pandemic pause. It was one of the last events to happen before the pandemic in 2020, um, in February. And then obviously 2021 didn't happen. And we, right. we revitalized it for 2022 and really tried to make a, a program of activities that would appeal to businesses and uh, folks interested in economic development policy in San Juan and Grand County. So, okay. um, you know, kind of a joint activity. And we thought it went very well. I think it was really great to see people in person and talk about these issues that, you know, end up on the This Week in Moab. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. you don't have a group full of people talking about the same thing and, and really digging into it right. um, in a place where you can start to turn it into policy and make change out of it. Yeah. Anything that came out of that that kind of struck your department in those conversations? Anything that you might, you know, address going forward? And maybe that's what we're talking about today. I think we're definitely talking about that a little bit today. Okay. Um, but also, I think one of the one of the main feedbacks we got was that it was a really good conversation, but that in the future, wanting more county and city decision makers there. Yeah. Um, because a lot of conversations are great, but you know, there's a great, there's a big housing panel as you would anticipate. Right. And there's a lot of really good things that were brought up, but it, there wasn't a clear connection between that and mm-hmm. next week on the Grand County Commission agenda, right. here we are reviewing. However, I will say literally this week on the city council agenda, there is yeah. um, the new R3 and R4 right. uh, affordable housing. Right. Uh, yeah, the city rules, city is considering putting out a um, active employment requirement um, in some of their zones, which would um, ensure workforce housing in new development. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other big takeaways. We talked about kind of workforce recruitment and retention, um, okay. as it's really hard at the moment to get anybody, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because we don't have enough people to do the jobs that we have available, which has led to a lot of people kind of the opposite of price gouging in a way, really trying to, to compete on mm-hmm. wages. And mm-hmm. I think employees then kind of know that, well, I'm going to stay here for a couple of days and I can get a 50 cents or a dollar pay raise down the street. And then I'll come right back when they mm-hmm. <laughs> compete back for me. So that was, that was a big issue that was talked about is, mm-hmm. and I think that comes back to housing as well. If you don't have enough housing units Right. to house the workers who are going to do the jobs that we have. Um, okay, so the central questions, which are which is housing and wages. Housing, wages, uh, labor. Labor. And yeah. what kinds of jobs and mm-hmm. industries do we have going on? Yeah, that is a question I have for you. You know, what does our current business landscape look like? I'm going to guess main one service industry, but and everything that's sort of related to that. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's definitely the case. Um, I presented some numbers at that 
uh, summit. And, you know, it showed that during COVID, kind of for obvious reasons, the bottom fell out of the tourism sector, Um, but it's fully recovered and then some now. Um, And so depending on what industries you consider to be kind of in the tourism space, it's anywhere from 40 to 60% of employment. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as you could imagine, there's some gray area of what is kind of adjacent to tourism and what is directly tourism focused. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I would say that the rest is, is, you know, public administration with the city and the county, the hospital is a big mm-hmm. employer, um, and yeah. then you have a handful of other um, big private employers like Synergy that are that are kind of non-tourism related, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of goes down from there, smaller <laughs> different categories. Yeah. Okay, but of course, service um, sector and tourism being our main one. So, you know, we've been talking a little bit about um, the business summit that was uh, held not too long ago. And then, of course, our business landscape here. Um, you're you're mainly here, though, to talk about um, some public outreach workshops that are happening related to some grant programs. So can, right. you, can you talk about these grants? Yeah. So, and, and I would say that... Um, we're, we're in, I just want to introduce this by saying that we're kind of in a design phase for these these grants. So what I'm kind of here to plug today is, um, you know, if this is interesting to you, what I'm about mm-hmm. to talk about, and you think you could apply, mm-hmm. uh, there's two workshops. I'm going to plug it now, and I'll plug it in the middle, and I'll plug it at the end. Feel but free. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow at the Grand Center um, from 6 to 7, so that's Tuesday, March 29th from 6 to 7, and this Thursday around lunchtime, uh, March 31st from 12 to 1 at the Mark. Um, so Tuesday, let us pay for your dinner. Come on over. We'll have pizza for you at the Grand Center. Mm-hmm. And Thursday, let us pay for your lunch, um, noon to 1 at the Mark. Great. Um, but there's two different business grants. Um, okay. And, and so one is really focused on economic diversification. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is focused on supporting kind of our mom-and-pop tourism shops that are mm-hmm. locally owned um, in the Moab area. Okay. And those come from different kind of priorities from the county's perspective and what our office is trying to work on, but recognizing that kind of everyone has a part to play mm-hmm. and everyone kind of has a role to be supported um, from our office's perspective. So one grant, of course, will focus on economic diversification, like you just said. Um, one will be small tourism business marketing. Um where did these priorities come from? You said your office. Was there a meeting? Was there several meetings? Yeah. So I would say, so kind of what's interesting, or I guess the structure of what we have in, in, in our office is, you know, we're kind of an implementation body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the commission, the county commission provides us direction um, and has ultimate decision-making power, really. But we have three advisory boards. Um, so one is the Travel Council Advisory Board that's been around for a very long time, um, advises on, has a statutory role from the state mm-hmm. to advise on how the county spends tourism tax dollars. So that is, um, you know, restaurant sales tax, car rental, uh, or motorized vehicle sales tax of any kind, and then also overnight accommodation. So if you stay at a hotel or an Airbnb. And so the kind of how that sausage gets made is that the Travel Council Board um, basically makes a funding recommendation mm. to the county during the budget process, and then the county commission says, thumbs up, thumbs down, a little Charles, up, a little down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that, you know, that's how that gets incorporated into the end, uh, end budget. Okay. Um, 
And so, and then there's these other two bodies that are pretty new, um, the Economic Development Advisory Board and the Economic Diversification Advisory Council. Just to keep things confusing. Just to keep things confusing. But <laughs> we're created, kind of created for different reasons. Sure. One, to advise on kind of a pool of state money, hmm. and that's the real county grant fund that the Economic Development Advisory Board works on. Okay. And then the Economic Diversification Advisory Council kind of is has a wider scope to look at what kind of barriers are there to diversification in our community. Okay. And that's we're still figuring out the balance of all of those and, mm. and who's on those and who's doing what. Mm-hmm. Um, although basically those both eat meet meet monthly monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're interested, you can go to um, the public meeting notice uh, website, PMN um, dot org, I believe. Hmm. And you can subscribe to those bodies and get email notifications anytime, uh, really for anybody in any county, in any community in the whole state. And you'll get an email notification when there's a new meeting. Um, but they have helped us basically have a multi-stakeholder group that gives us feedback. Okay. So the process, um, for this particular grant program, Sorry, I have a timeline. I'm trying to find Yeah, it get that. We're, we're curious about, you know, when, like, how these grants came to be, and then, of course, like, the timeline of rolling it out. Sure. So, so basically, these both went through the budget process last fall. Um, and so last summer, the Travel Council Board um, put together a list of, here's how you should spend this tourism tax money. Okay. And um, at least one of the, the tourism small business marketing grant came out of that. And then the diversification grant came from from the other two bodies, basically, mm, okay. the diversification body. Okay. Um, so slightly two different um, processes. Both came to the budget for this year, um, and both are being spent out of different pools of money. Okay. Um, and so where we're at right now is we, were, we did a workshop with the county commission in March. Um, we did a... We supported the county open house about the land use code amendments that the county did back in March. So okay. we had a table there. People kind of talked to us about it. Mm-hmm. And then we had our boards review them in early March. Um, so right now we're in a session of we're getting public engagement. And then mm-hmm. we'll go basically back through that process through to the boards, to the county commission for approval. And then we'll actually launch it um, in okay. its fully baked form. Great. Okay. Um, and you said that these two grants are coming from different pools of money. Correct. Can you explain what money? Yes. Yes. So maybe I'll do the small tourism business marketing grant first. Okay, great. Um, so that that's coming from the kind of typical, um, when, 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 you, when people think of the Travel Council, they think of advertising, they right. think of tourism marketing. Mm-hmm. That's the pool of money that this is coming from. Okay. Um, and the, the total amount um, is about $55,000 that's budgeted. Mm-hmm. And and the goal is to support small locally owned tourism businesses um, by helping to supplement the marketing budget mm-hmm. and really focusing on increasing their market share within the people who are already visiting Moab. Sure. Not necessarily trying to increase visitation to Moab, but more how can we direct as many um, visitors to our locally owned communities so that that kind of recycles around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, this was brought up by the general manager of the Hoodoo, mm-hmm. um, who has you know, Daniel Leverage, who's on our board, and he has a huge marketing budget. You know, he's got mm-hmm. the support of the Hilton Corporation, mm-hmm. and so you know, he's like, I don't need this money, but you know, the the smaller owned a hotel or a restaurant or a retail store or you know, sure. up and coming guide service could definitely use that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then 
thinking is that that also supports our local journalists and advertisers. If that advertises on KZMU or advertises mm-hmm. on the Sun News or the TI right. or Red Rock 92.7 or any of those platforms. Um, and hopefully it kind of continues to cycle around. Obviously, okay. you know, you could spend that in a number of different ways. So this is for, you know, as it's written now, it's it, this is for organizations that employ 10 or fewer Correct. employees and that are tourism reliant. And right now you're thinking or um, the department is thinking that these awards would be about like $5,000 each. Yeah. And, and so this is kind of where that design element is really useful and we're asking for community feedback. Mm -hmm. This is mostly, okay, we ended up getting $55,000 in the budget for this. Um, You know, our purchasing policy makes it really easy to spend less than $5,000, relatively speaking. And so if we can make that allotment, that that goes to like 10 or 11 businesses and seems like a good starting point. Okay. Um, Yeah. And I guess I should say that these are both kind of pilots and are good ways for us to research community needs. Right. Because what people come and ask for, this less so, it's very marketing oriented, but, you know, what do people ask for? What businesses are out there um, helps us craft policy going forward. So this is Small Tourism Business Marketing Grant. It's coming from, um, you know, marketing monies. Yeah. Then there's the second uh, grant. Where is that coming from? So that's coming from the new section of um, basically what we can spend these kind of overnight accommodation tourism mm-hmm. dollars on, and that's the diversification budget. Mm-hmm. So basically about a million dollars, the state said we can move about a million dollars from tourism marketing to economic diversification. And um, this year, you know, our mandate is get that ball rolling while planning a kind of more robust four-year, five-year vision as the legislation that allows us to have these tax dollars mm-hmm has a mandatory sunset, which basically means that the state legislature is like, try this out. Mm-hmm. If you manage this poorly and you can't prove that we should keep doing this for you, mm-hmm. then we'll take it away. So so there's a, a medium-term goal of really trying to produce high-quality data um, so that we can come to the state in four years and say, thank you so much for giving us this gift because it created all these wonderful things in our community. Right. And so this is the s- step one because you need to start – kind of priming the pump a little bit in order to get that information because mm-hmm. we could plan for a year, start next year, and then we have like two years to produce, you know, any meaningful information. Sure. So so anyway, but what I mean is this is going to be about $500,000, about half that million dollars um, focused on a grant program. Um, and this is this is a little wider, um, which is really, it, this one's really focused on projects that, um, uh, sustainably raise wages or lower the cost of living for Grand County workers um, within the context of creating an increasingly resilient and diverse economy. Mm. And um, I think the really difficult part here is trying to define what is economic diversification mm-hmm. and how do you measure that? You know, we're going to have a um, group of uh, a scoring committee that's going to take a look at these applications and try to say, based off of the rubric that you've given us, how do we objectively evaluate these applications and Mm. and give Mm -hmm. them out to the best possible project? Mm -hmm. And in terms of diversification, we didn't want to restrict upfront business types. So rather than saying, oh, you have a tourism business, you're not eligible. Really, really like laying, laying the vision for what we think diversification should and could look like and help us paint the picture and say, how does your project or your business um, that you would spend this grant money on, can I help us as a community achieve this goal and help 
kind of justify it that way and leaving it a little more qualitative and somewhat open-ended, but having a clearly defined statement. So not saying like this grant is not available to anyone within the tourism industry. Yeah, and right. maybe there's some creative ideas out there. Well, and I should say that it's not necessarily like a tourism industry grant for sure, mm-hmm. but but rather than saying, okay, this is for all, you know, the light cottage manufacturers of outdoor gear in the community, mm, yeah. which is certainly a group that we're thinking about. Right. Um, and excluding a different group, maybe there's someone who has a really great idea of how mm-hmm. they can shift their tourism business to meet these goals or add a new component of it. Okay. Um, Okay, so this is Economic Diversification Grant. Um, I'm, I've read that it's open to all organizations and the awards. You're thinking anywhere between $5,000 to potentially $100,000. Yeah. So, I mean, we thought, you know, we're going to have organizations of all different sizes and trying to have something that would have a meaningful impact depending on regardless of which size you are. Right. And so within that $500,000, we have budgeted that could break out to, hypothetically, $25,000 grants and four $25,000 grants and three $100,000 grants. So you can Mm -hmm. see that, you know, for the larger corporations, $100,000 would be meaningful and maybe too much for, like, a one-person show. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But five grand would be really useful. And With economic diversification, you know, we are just talking about, you know, what does that mean? Sure. (laughs) But I know there are outlined economic diversification goals. Yeah. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And and so what what we've kind of written is like kind of a statement of sorts that's draft that, you know, so not totally final, but this is kind of the direction we're going in, um, which would be that economic diversification is economic development that supports a sustainable, livable, and resilient Grand County. So sustainable would mean that we're actively protecting our public lands and preserving our natural resources, Mm -hmm. livable, and that we're supporting the creation of year-round high-paying jobs in a community that offers a high quality of life and um, some semblance of economic mobility, Mm -hmm. and then resilient in that we're fostering a diverse mix of industries that can withstand an array of economic shocks. So there's a lot of angles you could come Mm -hmm. to that with, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we're starting there mm-hmm. and saying, how can you help us as a community get to this point gotcha. or move us along in that direction? Now, the grants, of course, um, you need input. You mentioned this at the beginning. Yeah. These workshops coming up this week, what are you hoping for? Who to attend? You know, feedback to get? Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, we've talked to businesses. We've been having one-on-ones with folks, mm-hmm. um, which has helped inform these things. But to me... I guess my my nightmare scenario is that we spend months and months on this thing mm-hmm. to spend lots of government resources mm-hmm. um, in a context in which everyone is trying to ask, how can we be spending these tourism dollars, which are such an important part of what what tools we have to make change in our community, and that we missed an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we're three, four months from now, the county commission's approved it. We're starting to disperse these grants. Um, or get accepting applications, and someone says, "Well, I can't apply for this, and I have this great idea mm. based on the way that you've written this." Yeah. You know, whether it's how we're asking for matching funds, or um, you know, what industry you're in, or and we've tried to make it fairly open, but um, we're also trying to educate people that this is going to happen and when to anticipate, ap- like sending in your application and all that kind of stuff. So, really, this would be a message to any business owner mm-hmm. or someone working for a business who think that. I'm in the I'm in the tourism industry, and I could really use a little bit of marketing support, 
or I work in really any industry, any any organization in town that thinks that, you know, I have a project in mind, something to expand, a machine to buy, mm-hmm. you know, some housing units for my employees that I could purchase mm-hmm. that is going to help further the mission of economic diversification in Grand County okay. and wants to learn more about how they can get some some government dollars to help them do that. So, you know, again, workshops are this week. Um, what is your, you know, best guess as to, like, when these grants will um, not be allocated, but actually, like, have information? Like, here's yep. here's what you need to do to apply. Great. So after this week, um, we're going to kind of take all of the feedback we've received and uh, edit and revise the grant programs that they've been designed so far, go back to the bodies, um, Two weeks from now, go to the commission in the middle of April mm-hmm. and hopefully launch these in May. Um, so then from May and June, we'd be doing, you know, creating content materials, webinars, um, and kind of how to apply type information, okay. and also putting together the application itself mm-hmm. with the intention of trying to launch in the summertime. So aiming for launch around July mm-hmm. would be when we would anticipate accepting applications, hoping to score in, in August and distribute in September. Okay would be the goal. Okay. All right. So yeah, long range planning. You know, short range in some contexts. But yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. For sure. Long okay. range in anyone's daily uh-huh. lives, for right. sure, in exactly. mine. Yeah. Um, August, uh, thank you so much for coming up here. We've been speaking to August Granite, the um, director of Grand County Economic Development. Um, there are two grants coming up. Um, and, you know, if, if someone misses the workshops, though, this week, yeah. <laughs> will there still be opportunity to provide input? There, yeah, so there's actually a feedback, um, there's opportunity to provide feedback via kind of Google form. Okay. Um, and so if this information, you're trying to find it, you can't find it, feel free to email myself. Um, so that'd be agranath, A-G-R-A-N-A-T-H, at grandcountyutah.net. Mm-hmm. And we'd be f- happy to provide this information and get more feedback from you. Okay. Just search the Grand County Economic Development Department Grand County, Utah, specifically, because mm-hmm. Grand County, Colorado also has the same <laughs> department name. But yeah, we'd be happy to get get feedback pretty much until it's um, sealed. Okay. All so right. feel free to reach out. August, anything else to mention about um, the department or these upcoming grants or workshops? A lot of change. We have new people, um, and we're really just trying to stay abreast and mm-hmm. provide good good things to the community. But yeah. But tomorrow... Tomorrow night, 6 to 7 at the Grand Center, and Thursday at noon at the Mark. You said, I like the way you phrased it earlier. You said, um, let us buy you dinner tomorrow <laughs> and let us buy you lunch on Thursday. On Thursday. Yep. The other thing uh-huh. we try to put in is a good marketing budget for this so uh-huh. that people come out, and that helps pay for food. So. Oh, great. Okay. Thank you so much for um, being up with us, August. Really nice to have you. Um, You're listening to This Week in Moab. I'm Molly, your host for this evening. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with Carly Castle from Moab City, who's um, going to tell us all about a community visioning process called Moab Tomorrow Together. So stay tuned for that. have another guest in the studio with me. Hello, Carly. Hello. Carly, do you mind introducing yourself for our listeners and what you what hat you wear at Moab City? Um, I'm happy to. So my name is Carly Castle. I'm the acting city manager for the city of Moab. Thank you so much for being here. So you're, you are here to um, talk about a 
process, kind of a big deal for Moab City. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called Moab Tomorrow Together, and it's a community visioning process. So my first question is, you know, what the heck is a community visioning (laughs) process? Like, what is this? Yeah, sure. (laughs) You know, um, I I think feedback I hear almost everywhere I go when I talk to members of the community is a strong desire for community investment Mm. from their local government. I feel like that's been missing for the past few years. And this process is a really good way to sort of jumpstart that kind of effort. Um, It can be divided into two phases. The first is a community visioning phase, which is the one that you kind of talked about. Okay. Um, And that's what, where we as a community kind of decide about our values, our priorities, and essentially our identity, what it is now, what we want it to be. Um, And then phase two is where we develop a strategic action plan to take those sort of abstract concepts and turn them into actionable, achievable uh, goals and objectives. Okay. So the strategic action plan, that's the piece that's like going to inform policy then? Yeah, exactly right. So it it will be uh, producing like measurable benchmarks to help guide uh, your local government, our, our community, into uh, achieving what what this community wants. Am I like, I, I just, when you said measurable benchmarks, does that mean that there's going to be like this giant Excel spreadsheet of, you know, like here's Moab City in 2045? Or, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. Like a, I love Excel. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the most uh, digestible thing for everyone. No, it'll be yeah. like a, a, basically a report um, okay. for us. And it will, will help, um, you know, like an administrator like me help uh, give the best advice I can to council, to the mayor, to to tell them, you know, start mapping out the future mm-hmm. and what, how we can achieve these goals realistically. Okay. Um, it's been missing, I, I think, for, I don't know that Moab has undertaken such a uh, an effort. And perhaps that's why some people in the community feels like there's not much direction or mm. there's not a mission mm. to what city government is doing. This helps sort of develop a mission for us. Okay. You know, where did this conversation come from? What time period did this come up that like this would be a good idea mm-hmm. for the city to do? You know, I think the council's been sort of talking about something like this for a few years. I can tell you last year during our budget um, cycle, we talked about th- this kind of effort, um, especially with all of these profoundly impactful uh, projects that are going on around us. You know, the uh, Regional transportation plan was completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UTP is happening right now. We're talking about water resource management. We're talking about yeah. big planning initiatives, um, and I think there was a realization that there was not necessarily a cohesive theme that helped tie them all together. And so that's the hope mm-hmm. to make sure they're all integrated, that they are informing each other, that they're not battling against each other. Which you know, all of those kinds of uh, different efforts uh, were being. Yeah understood holistically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's kind of funny, even here at KZMU, we have these different, you know, goals in mind or projects that we're working on. And we always need to take a step back and, you know, say, like, how does this align with mm-hmm. our mission? And mm-hmm. having that mission is really important yeah. to our organization. Um, as far as I've read is that this is a planning process that is being done by outside planners, mm-hmm. too. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. The consultant team yeah. that we've hired, um, they've done similar plans throughout the country. And most 
not necessarily most recently, but they uh, did similar work for Park City, mm-hmm. who is which is a town that is very different from us, but also similar yeah. in many ways. We are we're facing sort of the same existential problems, um, and their name is Future IQ, David and Celine, um, and uh, they have a very method methodological approach. It's very data driven. Um, and they, this is just how they specialize, helping communities uh, create these future scenarios. Right. Okay. And off the top of your head, you know, how, what does this project cost? Um, what's project the budget cost. for the project as a whole? Yeah, the contract amount was about $80,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, and explain to the listeners that we're in this like visioning process before a strategic action plan mm-hmm. is created. Part of the visioning process is this initial survey. Mm-hmm. Um I've heard um, the communications director just told me today that there were 695 responses Mm -hmm. so far on the community survey, which seems like a lot. I don't know. Does it seem like a lot to you? (laughs) You know, I was very pleasantly surprised Uh by the response because the more information we get, the more valuable it is because um, Uh we we know we're sort of on the right track with what the baseline of what the appetite is for the community. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you haven't filled it out quite yet, please do because it's, it's enormously helpful. Yeah. I'm, I think the deadline is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So uh, listeners still have some time to fill out the survey. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of the survey and like what, what it's asking um, of our community members? Mm-hmm. So my take on the survey is that it is helping us identify important values. Okay. Um, and values are sort of the baseline for all the future action because mm-hmm. you are checking other decisions against those really core, important community philosophies. Yeah. Um, and it, it's also just sort of gathering data, like where are we? How are people feeling about the community? What do they like? What don't they like? What do they want to preserve? What do mm-hmm. they want to get rid of? Mm-hmm. And it just is that foundation for more concrete conversations like workshops mm-hmm. and um, starting to build, uh, I would say, that future scenario. Okay. Yeah, I know. I appreciate I took the survey, listeners. So again, <laughs> you still have time to take it till Thursday. And there are these open-ended questions, mm-hmm. which was really nice, too, because I felt like, you know, I I think sometimes, you know, going around town, maybe you get upset at, you know, certain things in our town, but you don't really know where to put that Mm -hmm. besides, you know, just talking to your friends or family members. Mm -hmm. But you can tell that to the survey. Yeah. (laughs) Or in things that you really love about living here. I think that's also um, helpful for the um, planners as well, I would guess. Yeah, it is because it's it's what we want to preserve, right? right? What you love. And Mm -hmm. we don't want to tinker with what what works for the community. Um, And the good news is that those uh, survey results will be available online in these data visualization charts, and some of them are interactive. Mm-hmm. So even as a, a member of this community, you can go and educate yourself. Like yeah. maybe you have really different views or really similar views to the people mm-hmm. uh, you, you uh, share this this place with. This can be really interesting, fascinating for me to dig through that data mm-hmm. and um, see a little bit and see what people are talking about. I know that I personally talked a lot about housing, mm-hmm. water, you know, natural values, things like that. And I bet that's going to come up a lot. I would imagine so. I think as a community, we're kind of all on the same page. We all Mm -hmm. understand the same problems and the things that we love um, are pretty, are pretty like universal. Mm -hmm. And that's really good news actually, Mm -hmm. because it means we have a common foundation Mm -hmm. and we're not, you know, sort of bartering between wildly different options. Yeah. Right. So the survey process is um, going on till Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then there's another step. Um, There's going to be some think tanks. Mm -hmm. What are these think tanks? A think tank is basically a workshop, a pretty um, 
involved participation workshop. It's two days, and participants participate for two days, um, April 6th and 7th uh, at the Grand Center. Um, And it's where we sort of really delve deep into uh, different the different values, different mm-hmm. ideas, um, different, start doing kind of like future planning mm-hmm. and scenario planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you're going to be broken out into groups and have some really intensive facilitation. We'll also have snacks and <laughs> those kinds it's of things. Necessary. Yeah. It's sort of where we roll up our sleeves and start trying to solve mm-hmm. problems and sort of get our arms around the, the next kind of phase of the work. And who's participating in these think tanks? Is mm-hmm. it open to community members? Who's going to be there? Yeah, it's totally open to any community member. You can go online, and we just ask that you register. Okay. Um, and there's a link for registration uh, on the city's website. The reason for this is just so we can plan appropriately, know how, mm-hmm. m- how many people we've got coming. It also, the registration is helpful because it sort of asks some questions to help get you in a, an intended mindset. Like, what do you bring to the table? What is your perspective? Mm-hmm. And I think it helps a com- com- community member um, sort of take ownership mm-hmm. of, of this future. Mm-hmm. And, and they can be mindful about what they are going to contribute to to our future. Right. Okay. And um, like you said, the Think Tank workshops are coming up uh, next week Mm -hmm. at the Grand Center. That's Wednesday, April 6th and Thursday, April 7th. And they're both from 5 to 8 p.m. If you want to join, you can register for the workshops by Friday. Yes. Oh, you know what? We actually uh, extended that. Oh, you did? It was Friday. Okay. um, And I believe it's extended to Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Um, Great. A little bit more time. Mm -hmm. So listeners, if you're just tuning in, um, we are speaking with Carly Castle, the acting city manager of Moab City, about this community visioning process and which will inform a strategic action plan. Now, survey, think tanks, and then what happens? I mean, like, I, I, I feel like I read there's going to be more surveys and more think tanks or what's happening after that? After that, so as far as sort of next steps with the community visioning part of it, um, they will then, we will develop uh, scenarios of the future report, a report about what, uh-huh. what our consultant team and the city staff have discovered thus far about what we're hearing from the community. Okay. Um, and then they hold a summit. It's called a future summit to mm-hmm. help. I, I, I would describe it as ratifying mm-hmm. um, these community values and these community goals and targets okay. it's basically like what do we want out of the community and then the next phase is like how do we get there mm, okay. um so okay. the, yeah now is the time to say this is what i want okay yeah. so this is this is what i want i mm-hmm. feel like um our community members are good at that mm-hmm. um but that does you know there are you know 700 response nearly 700 responses that's pretty big mm-hmm. um has the city or the planners who the city contracted with are there specific you know, communities that they're also targeting that, you know, don't usually show up to city council meetings, for example. Mm -hmm. We definitely heard um, feedback from the council that they wanted to hear for sure for the people we typically hear from, because we have some community members that provide consistent and very valuable feedback, but also like what communities aren't we hearing from? So, Mm -hmm. you know, everything is translated into Spanish. And I think there is an effort to uh, interact with the youth of the city, you know, mm-hmm. high schools, and they have such a stake in this future, mm-hmm. and they should be consulted about what they think 
right. it all should look like. Mm-hmm. So um, we're trying, and of course, all the other typical ways um, mm-hmm. to engage with people, websites, social media, Facebook. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And good to know that the survey is also in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is something that gets brought up a lot in community meetings is um, reaching our Spanish language population. But if the tools aren't there in Spanish, then you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, the survey is available in Spanish for anyone um, who needs that. Also, with this action plan, I feel like you did tell me the timeline, but I'm forgetting. Um, When do you you want this action plan in hand to guide uh, Moab City Planning? Yeah, sure. It's probably all told about an eight-month process, and um, we've kind of kicked it off since I would say, oh, I'm going to get this a little wrong, January, February. I think by the fall is where we want to have some sort of some resolution, some answers. It's great because it'll line up, too, with maybe the water resource management plan that we Mm -hmm. have planned, too. So that's about to kick off, and Mm -hmm. um, there'll be some overlap, and they can inform each other. All right, so by the end of the year, sort Mm -hmm. of. Yeah. All right. And again, you know, a strategic action plan, like you said at the top, you know, this is going to inform, um, help staff, help, policymakers make sound policy for the community going forward what would that look like practically Mm -hmm. (laughs) like on a like meeting level or in your daily workflow like would you reference this community vision before Mm -hmm. you know recommending a certain project to the council or you know how would that work like how would it work that's a really good question so it would be um just it would probably be like a weekly thing that we would consult with so if Mm -hmm. we were proposing a project um, and we thought that it aligned with the, our goals and objectives. Mm-hmm. We would just sort of remind the council and the community of that, like, this was requested by these council members in this community. And also, by the way, it also aligns with our community vision. So we know we're on track right. um, if we're, we're trying to achieve it. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it might be used sort of passively for that reason. But say, I mean, there's a lot that can come out of the strategic yeah. action plan. And I don't mean to try to predict, but... It could be that at the end of it, um, the community says we want 500 new units of affordable housing, mm-hmm. or what you know. Yeah. And you yeah. know, Park City had similar goals, kind of coming out of their uh, their mm-hmm. various planning. Um, so that would actually be something I'd have. We'd have to go out and say, right. how do we achieve this? Um, so it would be you know something we'd be consulting with, as mm-hmm. well as help like manage and plot out each budget year mm-hmm. um, and the kind of staffing levels we need and right. and when we should be talking about these at meetings. And they, it would give me, you know, by 2050. Right. And mm-hmm. we start plotting that out. Okay, so that's interesting to note that like Park City, who went through the same or similar process, mm-hmm. um, not only did they get out, you know, a mission or a vision, like mm-hmm. these vague sort of guiding statements, but they got some actual projects I think, like, yeah. direction. And, yeah. I mean, they have done it for, like, housing. They've done several right. planning projects for those sure. that kind of concrete number. And right. I know that Moab and Grand County have also, say, about housing, have these sort of concrete numbers. But right. it just sort of drills it down more. It updates it, too. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about our housing plan since 2017. Um, so it just sort of updates those numbers. Right. Um, and it could be something like we want X amount of trails. You know, it, mm-hmm. and it's not just about amount. It can be about quality of life, Mm -hmm. um, neighborhood developments, community Mm -hmm. investment. So Mm -hmm. those kinds of big, meaty goals. 
I think, you know, one thing that I have heard, you know, sitting in various meetings in this community, you know, we go through a planning process and community members have a concern. Well, okay, this planning process happened. And then this um, document like sits on a shelf Mm -hmm. and then like the next council, you know, forgets about it. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about that? You know, how to avoid that scenario with this this process. Yeah, that's like a classic and very fair criticism that happens for all studies and so I mean so mm-hmm. many studies, so many plans. What I can tell you like in my position as administrator and it, it's a genuine kind of question I have. It's it's like what do all of you want? I can get you what you want. I just need you to tell me and I do hear like one offs of you know for yeah. sure. It's like we want more housing, we want like our water resources protected Mm -hmm. and everything like that but it is just sort of what do we what is the desired future condition of moab Mm -hmm. so it also helps just everyone kind of get on the same page Mm -hmm. um and i I think it has that ability to to orient everyone and we kind of take it out during you know we just did our strategic planning a couple weeks ago and we say here is our community vision here are those goals here's our strategic planning here's our budget and here's how they all are you know, trying to achieve these goals we all agree to. Mm -hmm. And we might update the goals every five years or or whatever they are, but it's just that it's a touchstone Mm -hmm. um, in in my mind. And as in my position, they're very helpful. Now, councils can ignore them. (laughs) But if this community cares about them Mm -hmm. and what what the work is, you know, hold me, hold the council accountable for those things. Right. And I'm assuming, you know, once this document is done, once we have a strategic action plan, these are things that, like, community members can access Uh and see readily Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this doesn't fit with, you know, our Mm -hmm. community vision or, yes, I support this project because it fits with the community vision. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, Carly, before you go, you know, is there anything else that you think is important for our listeners to know about this process? Mm Um, I, I know that we've undergone a lot of community work over the past mm-hmm. few years, and Grand County is doing um, is also investing substantially into these planning efforts. And I just would encourage people to participate. I can tell you how helpful I find these conversations to be. Right. And you know, it's not just about me and what I need, of course. But um, I want I want the community to feel like this is a conversation that they mm-hmm. can have um, and that this is a forum for them to, to be really clear about what they're looking for mm-hmm. um, and, and what they want their home to look like. So please participate. It's very welcome. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait to see what the results are. I know. I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, stuff to read <laughs> with yeah. the data. Again, um, that survey is open until Thursday. And where can we find it? On the Moab City website? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a link. If you kind of scroll down to the bottom, there's a link there. Okay, so scroll down to moabcity.org or mm-hmm. just go to moabcity.org and scroll down for that survey. And then, um, like Carly said, there's these um, think tank workshops coming up um, that you need to register for, um, but they're all available to anybody Mm -hmm. in the community and then there's a couple more months Mm -hmm. of engagement in the visioning process that's going to inform uh, the strategic action plan you know one thing that I sort of did reference but didn't ask you directly you know the definition of um, community values you know these are core principles that community residents want to maintain Mm -hmm. so I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of talking about that anything else to say there as far as like how to define community values i think you captured it really well it's what it's what's important to all you know to us to each individual member of this community yeah um what is important what what do you value Mm -hmm. because that's what we can 
try to preserve or develop without knowing what those things are, it's very difficult to do so. And it's interesting that you said preserve or develop, mm-hmm. because I think that those are both important. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we want to keep and we're afraid to lose? And what do we want to foster mm-hmm. and see in our community? Yeah. Carly, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 